Hey, you want to build a deck of cards? My name's Jonathan, and this is The Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. And I can't quite believe we've never done an episode about deck building games. Time to fix that. We're talking about deck building games. Welcome back to The Snakes Cast, everyone. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, James Suarez. Hi, guys. And John Lowndes. Hello again. So we've already done an episode about collectible games like Magic the Gathering. That was back near the end of Season 2. I'll put a link in the description if you want to go back and give it a listen. But for a long time, whenever somebody said deck building, that's what I would assume that they were talking about. A game where you've got a collection of cards and you build a deck and then you come to the table and you play with it. Uh, did you guys ever play any of those collectible games where you build a deck of cards? Uh, only when I was uh, sorry. Only when I was a kid. I, I was into Yu-Gi-Oh for a bit, and then uh, that's it. John, I've been a trading card player since I was a kid, and I'm currently a Magic player. Nice. I have been since I think I was ten. What do you think of Magic Origins? Is it uh... Uh, Magic Origins? I'm actually a Legacy player, to be honest. Oh wow! Yeah. So you're playing Eternal formats? Neat. <laughs> okay, uh, that's that's for a different podcast that gets into more <laughs> esoteric sort of stuff. Do you remember what your reaction was when you first heard about this game called Dominion? by Donald Vaccarino. This is back in 2008. And in this game, deck building was something you did in the game instead of before you started playing. Yeah, uh, my sister, uh, also a trading card player, uh, she got into Dominion years before I ever even once touched the game. And I had heard a lot about it. And it seemed very strange to me because I am so used to putting hours and hours into strategically laying out all of the cards in a deck and planning how this will have synergy with this. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually played Dominion. And it's an interesting concept for gaming because you get all of that strategy that you would normally put hours into uh, all within the game. The game is that strategy of laying out your cards and building something that will beat your opponent. It's fascinating. You like deck building games? Uh, I only recently played a few deck building games. What have been uh, your impressions? I like them. It's it's this feeling of gratitude, not gratitude, but this gratifying kind of feeling of building something, starting very small with almost nothing, and then all of a sudden you're you're able to let's say afford these huge uh chains or or, or cars that you couldn't even dream of at the beginning <laughs> and all of a sudden yeah i could buy two of them do you uh, do you have any favorites my favorite deck builder is this tiny micro deck builder called flip city which oh, that just came out at gen con this year right it did yeah yeah it was recent and they actually have a an expansion coming out uh, not for a while but it's coming out soon and it's just this wonderful deck builder um, with this great mechanic of um, the cards being double-sided. And on the flip side of the card is an upgraded version of whatever the card was. It's always and, a nice thing we can do with cards. We yeah. can use both sides of the card to do oh, something yeah. cool. Exactly. It's, it's a nightmare if you drop your cards and then you're like, <laughs> ah, was this a convenience <laughs> store? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> How about you, John? Any favorites? Uh, honestly, I don't have a whole lot of experience playing them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, we were doing Dominion, uh, mm-hmm. the Intrigue version. Ah, uh, yes. Otherwise I, known as Dominion for Jerks. Yes. Uh, that is why I pulled it out, because I had heard, this is the Dominion for being a butthole. <laughs> 
One way it's uh, that's actually something we're going to get into a little bit later. How in a lot of deck building games you can't really do much to affect the other players, but yeah. uh, intrigue sort of tries to go for some of that. We're going to uh, get into the basics of how a deck building game works then. So, in a deck building game, generally speaking, the deal is each player starts out with a very small deck of not very good cards. And in the middle of the table, there are better cards, some of which are cheaper and only marginally better than the terrible stuff you start with, others of which are horrendously expensive and horrendously powerful. And during the game, you're going to be using your not very good cards to buy better cards. Whenever you do that, they go to your personal discard pile, and pretty soon your deck runs out, so you have to take your discard pile, shuffle it, flip it over, and keep playing, and this cycle repeats itself. And every time you go through your deck, it gets more and more and more powerful, ideally, because it includes more and more of the cool stuff that you've bought. So uh, what is the appeal of this kind of game? Why is it so popular? You're just building something. If, you, if you're a person who, likes, who enjoys, let's say, something like, I don't know, Sid Meier's Civilization, mm. you enjoy seeing something start off small and then growing bigger, you're most likely going to enjoy deck builders just because every, every decision you make, um, you could, at the end of the game, see where it's brought you, and then boom. Yeah, absolutely. Like any sort of civilization game is all about seeing how your actions develop over time. Mm -hmm. And deck building is definitely about that. You start off with the cheapest things and you decide, how would this next card help me? And then how would I get the next card to help that one? And yeah. over and over and, and over. Magic players love this because oh, yes. you can find the combinatorials. <laughs> you can find that one card, which yeah. by itself doesn't seem like much. But if you play it on the same turn as this other card... Look out. Yeah. Uh, and those combinatorials, that finding ways of making these cogwheels fit together. Yeah. It's, it's one of those brilliant aspects of card gaming that I love. And I love how you can just pick up a preset box, a deck building game that's already bought for you. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on magic singles. Uh, it's <laughs> how much already it cost for, for Black Lotus now? Oh, God. Thousands of dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Even even the random booster packs for the latest set. It's I mean, you insane. get sixteen cards for what three or four bucks? Something like that. Yeah, sure, more than three or four, I think. It's 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 still it's great stuff, but you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, and uh, that I think I think you're absolutely right. That's the appeal of of those collectible card games in a box that you can just get. Yeah, and have it there. Plus, it's got a huge amount of replayability too, almost like a draft cube. Absolutely, because every time you play one of these things, you can get different cards out there for people to recruit. Um, there are, of course, some problems with this style of game. Uh, not a lot of interaction, for the most part. I mean, one of the reasons why Magic is so popular, I think, is that it's got this simple, I have 20 life, you have 20 life, I'm trying to reduce you to zero. So right there we have conflict, just built in right into the bedrock of it. With Dominion, and by extension the other games that have come along since Dominion came along, it's about scoring the most points. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's... Uh... It's 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 all about being the most efficient player, right? Yeah. Which usually leads to a kind of solitaire type of game experience. But there are deck builders out there that try to that they try to up the amount of player interaction. Yeah. Um, we were just playing Star Realms. That's a mm. good example. 
Yep. Um, so and it, plays, it plays more like magic because you have hit points. You stuff. have hit points, yeah, that you can go up and down, combat or defense, things like that. Very interesting. And um, Ascension's also a good example of a game with a bit more player interaction. I really liked Ascension as yeah. a. Uh, it, was, it was called. Uh, the first set was called Chronicles of the God Slayer. Uh, <laughs> it's great because it's a terrific introductory deck building game for two players. It plays, Definitely. Your choices early on are really simple and they get a bit more involved later on. Um, the challenge in these deck building games is always the same. It's trying to find the combinations that are going to work well together. Yeah. And Ascension was actually designed by Magic the Gathering oh, Pro Tour players. <laughs> and they put different colors on the cards so that if you're a new player and you're not sure what's going to go well, just, just get all the purple cards or get all the blue okay, cards. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And kind of like Star Realms, right? Kind like, of, yeah. The Star Realms do the same thing later on down the line. It's okay. these different alien races. And if you pick one or two of them, yeah. you're going to have a pretty decent deck even if you're relatively new to this. Okay. Uh, Having said that, though, if one person is better than everybody else at the table... Yeah, absolutely. And I think one one other negative aspect of deck-building games is it loses the sheer volume of other card game formats. Uh, Deck-builders, you have a certain, t- like, maybe 20, 30 cards in the deck. You choose 10 of them to play. Right. Whereas... In other card game formats, you have thousands, millions of different things that you can strategize with. And Especially if you're playing in Eternal formats. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so that's the one reason why you have so many different variations of Dominion, so many different variations of Ascension, is so that you can get that element of adding more cards in and having variety again. Well, I, I, mean, I think that could work to its strengths, strengths too, depending on who is playing the deck builder or the, the mm. TCGs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, if you're looking for variation and just infinite replayability, then maybe you go the TCG route. But if you're just looking for a something that is already prepared for you, right, that just yeah. comes in the box ready to go... That then, definitely is more appealing to the European-style game players. Yeah. And the fact that there's not that much interaction is also something that that sort of player tends to like very much. Well, especially if we're going to European route. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of building a collection and seeing it grow is something that has also showed up using dice. Have you guys ever heard of a game called Dice Masters? Yeah. Heard of it. Never played it. It's, Insane. it's basically Dominion with dice. All right. Uh, it's uh, you have a bag and it's got dice in it. Yeah. And on your turn, you take some out and you roll them and you use them to get better dice, which go over into your used pile, which works exactly like your discard pile. If you reach into your bag and there's not enough dice, then you take your discard pile, or sorry, used pile, throw it all back in there and keep pulling out dice and keep rolling. Oh, cool. Okay. So yeah. it's the so exact same thing. It's, it's the same sort of idea, but it's even more uncertain because you don't know what's going to come up on these dice. Oh, no, I'd be awful at this. <laughs> Wait, is there, is there a Yahtzee type of you could As re-roll? As a matter some? of fact, uh, in the standard Dice Masters game, you get one re-roll when your stuff comes up. And, okay. of course, there are other cards and abilities you can get which give you more, more re-rolls, re-rolls. Or take away the other player's re-rolls. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, right. <laughs> player interaction. And then yeah. we have uh, bag-building games like Hyperborea. We've got a bag full of tokens or uh, just colored cubes which let you take different actions right sort right. of idea there it's becoming quite a thing um individual deck builders also have a lot of sort of uh things between you, you were talking about flip city before and how they yeah. the different sides of the cards are really cool uh mentioned ascension as well mm-hmm. any others that uh, that have really caught your attention um i'm kind of i'm kind of leaning on the whole deck builder experience so okay. 
Well, like I've said, I'm fairly new to deck building. Um, my game group tends to go the lighter route, and so the one card-based game that they really love is Smash Up. Uh, and that's like the easiest, most basic form of deck building possible. Yeah, you, you take, take two, two things, put them together, boom. see what happens. Um, however, it does get away from the uh, the lack of player interaction. Mm, that's for sure. The um, Some others that you might want to think about, if you've got friends who are new to the whole deck building thing, the yeah. Cerberus Engine by Cryptozoic. Okay. Uh, they they do a bunch of licensed games. Uh, they did the DC Comics deck builder. They did the Lord of the Rings deck builder. They did the Street Fighter deck builder. They've got a new one which actually looks really cool, called NHL Power Play, where you're all trying to score goals on a series wow. of goals. They have a hockey deck building? Yep, wow. and it actually looks kind of awesome. All right. Okay. Um, I, I was really surprised at how much I kind of want to play this, despite not being a huge sports fan. Oh, cool. Um, the service engine, what it has going for it is that it's super, super simple. There's only one currency. You can play as many cards as you can draw. Uh, and you can just buy as much as you can afford. So unlike in Dominion, we have to keep track of only one action, only one buy per mm-hmm. turn. It's 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 much more simple that way. The other thing that, uh, that that I found worked really well for me was trains. Have you guys seen this one? I've seen it, never played it. So trains took care of the big problem that I had when I first played Dominion, which was this is a really cool mechanic. Where's the game? Right, yeah. It, it is very much a solitaire game. It is. And uh, I kind of wanted to do something with these cards. Yeah. And with trains, they give you a board. Oh, and cool. you play cards okay. to put stuff on the board. So it's like if you were combining like a deck builder like Dominion with Ticket to Ride? Yeah, or Settlers of Catan, something like okay. that. All right. Um, and it works really, really well. If you want to go completely over the top, then you can go with Mage Knight. <laughs> Mage Knight. <laughs> Uh, Actually, there's another one on that spectrum. Um, Concordia has a deck building really? aspect. Really, I never it? got to play Concordia. That's a, that's a Euro game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was in the running for for the Kennerspiel. Yeah, that's too. that's 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 the big award for the more uh, sophisticated. Yeah, enthusiast exactly. Game. Seven Wonders took that award. It's of that branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Concordia has that a deck builder aspect to it as well, where you you start off with. A bunch of um, politicians who do actions, and then you could get more different politicians, and then you run out, and you have to re, you know, re-add them to exactly. Right. So you, so they're applying the standard deck building dynamic to a Euro style yeah. point. Uh, Interesting. Uh, uh, point optimization game. Neat stuff. That's that's actually what excites me most about deck building. I mean, I, I never cared for Dominion in particular. I found it was too dry and abstract for my liking, but mm. deck building provides a way of building something over time and seeding the future with foreshadowed events, like the face-down cards that come out in uh, Legendary Encounters Alien. You have to scan them before you can fight them, and you never will know what's going to pop out in your face. Or the event cards that get seeded in the deck in Robinson Crusoe. Uh, foreshadowing is a really cool thing which you don't get to do very much of in board games narratively and there's huge potential there I'm excited to see where it'll go from here that's it for this week if there's a genre of game you'd like to know more about tweet it to us at SnakesCast James, John thank you for coming on the show thank you thanks for having us the Snakes Cast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. See you next week, everyone. Game on. <laughs>